I'm Dr. Vanessa Sinclair, and this is Rendering Unconscious. Today's episode is a talk given by Joseph Robichaud at the first Psychoanalysis, Art, and the Occult Conference held in London, 2016. This talk is titled, The Seven Layers of the Vodou Soul. Joseph Robichaud is an unga, diviner, author, singer, artist, poet. His book, Kuzen Azaka Mede, Engaging with the Lua of Work, Labor, and Land, is available from Hayden Press. Just visit haydenpress.com, H-A-D-E-A-N, press.com. Links to everything can be found in the text accompanying this episode. Collected papers from this first Psychoanalysis Art and the Occult Conference, the Fenris Wolf, issue number 9, can be found through Trapart Books. Just visit trapart.net. That's T-R-A-P-A-R-T dot net. Some other talks included as papers in that book are Stephen Reisner's On the Dance of the Occult, and unconscious in Freud, Eve Watson on Bowie's non-human effect, Graham Duff's Sublime Fragments, The Art of John Balance, Peter Gray's Fly the Light, Val Denham's Proclaim Present Time Over, and Claire Madeleine Culkin's Bed, Bodies, and Other Books of Common Prayer on the work of Nan Golden. Rendering Unconscious is also a book. Rendering Unconscious, Psychoanalytic Perspectives, Politics, and Poetry. Available from Trapart Books. You can support the podcast at our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Vanessa 23 Carl. That's V A N E S S A 23 C A R L. Your support is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for supporting Rendering Unconscious Podcast and all of my other creative endeavors. As always, if you'd like to see a video of this talk, there is a video of this talk up at YouTube. Just visit Japar Films YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Trapart Film. That's T-R-A-P-A-R-T Film. Papa legba Ma pewe le metwa 
Kas ki szociabad lószépam sámszmoján szívopaka, kaopaka. Ma pivéli metrász, ma pivéli mavoki szociabad lószépam sámszmoján szívopaka, kaopaka. Mambozila befam napetvó. misrepresented the farther away you um, leave the Caribbean. Um, so, uh, Vodou is a syncretic religious system that derived from uh, West African beliefs, um, their philosophies from uh, Benin, uh, Nigeria, the Congo, um, combined with uh, native Taino Arawak beliefs, combined with um, uh, European Catholicism expressed through uh, the French ideas um, and uh, several other um, magical traditions from, from Europe, sort of. Um, voodoo has a very complicated idea of the soul um, and while it's a huge topic to try to communicate about, I'm going to attempt to do that. Um, so I suppose it's really important to understand um, in Voodoo, you, everything, every living thing has a, a really powerful point of energy and, and consciousness, uh, and that is kind of understated. So, the idea of the soul being in seven pieces is the idea that um, not if one of these pieces were to be um, removed or misplaced in a strange way, that everything else would sort of collapse underneath it. Um, so, the, the really important idea of, the, of this is that we as human beings, as, as living things, uh, everything has a body, has a, has a physical body. Um, the corpse cadaver, which is what this is called, is literally, it's not your body as an animated, active thing, but literally just as a shell of like just a corpse. Um, inside of that, that, this vessel is where everything else is built on top of. Um, the idea of the idea that animates this corpse is the uh, the Gosvanash, which is the the great good angel. Um, it's that spark of light that just allows you to, to have um, movement and idea. I like to kind of think about it as like almost like the brainstem. It's those, those basic things that allow you, you to, to live, the things you are unconsciously uh, doing all the time, breathing, your heart, etc. The second sort of layer of this is the T-Bonage. This is the idea, the concept that allows you to, um, you, that's your characteristics, it's your, it's your character, it's who you are, um, it's all of your weaknesses and your, and your strengths, um, and it's, the, it's, what, it's what makes you you. So just in those three layers, you have already a really kind of complicated sort of thing already, because if one of those three things is out of order, then you aren't alive. Uh, or you're not living to your fullest potential. Um, the something that I also thought about conquering in this uh, um, uh, talk was also the ideas of sort of the two ideas of the 
of spiritual well-being and spiritual unwellness. Um, the, the most the idea of well-being being the idea of, of possession and the idea of spiritual unwellness being seen through the idea of zombification, um, where spiritual wellness in this case uh, being expressed through possession. Um, possession in Haitian voodoo is sort of an essential idea. It's a, it's the uh, ability to it's the highest ability to communicate with the spirits, and that the spirits are in sort of alignment with you. Uh, in order for possession to occur, the tibalage, that thing that makes your that is your characteristics, that makes you you, is momentarily displaced and replaced with the uh, with the energy of that spirit. Um, so, in that way, we see that there's already one part of us that's already removable that can already be changed, and it's that part that we have to kind of in vodou that we see we have to protect the most. Um, the tibalage. Uh, is the part of you that also, because um, we've talked a lot about dreams in this, in this talk, um, is the idea that it's the, that's the part that exits into the spirit world or enters into the spirit world. Um, so as we enter, as we go sort of to, to the more ethereal, um, perhaps less visible ideas of the soul, it's really important to keep those three in mind. So the second idea of this is the, or the the fourth layer is the Name. The, the interesting thing with Name is it's also a, a, a word from Ghana that relates to God. Um, but it's how we see the layer of like health and wellness and, and, and how you actually are doing. So in the idea of like um, when you can see that someone is ill, that's the when like you know someone doesn't look right. Uh, that is the the layer that is that's that's showing this is the name. Um, now, this is also the same layer that you can also see where people have like been cursed or have a thing that's blocking them or have a um, it's that part uh, that emanates outward. Um, the I feel like it's a a more of a uh, subtle it's a subtle uh, energy that is usually only uh, communicated uh, to by other diviners and people who are uh, operating spiritually within sort of the voodoo context. Um, the fifth and kind of sixth weird layer there is the um, <coughs> Zetual and Shemen. So Zetual and Shemen, which is the star of destiny and the road of destiny. So the idea is when you're born into the world, um, you're born under a star. Not necessarily like in the, in the sense of astrology, but in the sense of that there is a spirit uh, or a super ancestor that is has decided this is the light that's going to shine on you and this is the road that it's going to illuminate forward for you um, so with that star of destiny and the road of destiny and your tivan ange you have this the this three um, very powerful sources of how you're going to go in life um, and finally the um, and then, um, and then, so I'm sorry, I'm getting kind of ahead of myself. The Zetual also has this idea of also, and of course, uh, it also is going to lead you to the final layer of this, which is the most elusive and usually only captured by people who are going to further themselves into the world of Voodoo or uh, ingrain themselves within that culture, whether they're there in Haiti or not, is um, is, is also the Demetet or the Gul uh, Ange. Uh, which is the, the superpower, the spiritual force that decides to walk with you throughout your entire life and the court of spirits that follows behind that particular spirit. Um, so 
all of these layers in Haitian Vaudoir are considered very fragile and they need to be maintained all the time. Within the Haitian psyche, um, everything is uh, in constant uh, revolution. Like everything is, a, everything is fighting against each other for survival. And so, uh, oftentimes, you might find people definitely believing in curses in the way that, like, oh, this my life is not. There's not. I don't have lots of money. My job kind of sucks. All these things are happening. It must be the result of a curse. So how do you go about solving that? You have to see what layers need to be adjusted, what needs to be seen, what needs to actually develop for someone. Um, and the way that you can go about doing that is really examining like each layer as an individual. Is the person alive? Well, then nothing's wrong with the Guo Valange. Is the person is the person upset? Oh yeah, so that's a T Valange. And then where does that lead you to? Lead you to the person's destiny. Has the person's destiny been altered? Has their road been altered? Have they strayed from their road? Have they left the light of that star that has, that was uh, guiding them from birth? And how do you get them back to that point? The answer to all of this sort of really boils down to the spirits. Um, the invocation I did in the very beginning, uh, we, I sang for Papa Legba, who is the uh, spirit of the doorway, um, who enter, who all things must enter and all things will leave through. Um, and uh, following that was uh, Uzi Freda, which is uh, sort of the idea of that star of destiny in that way, where um, we see the star of destiny is sort of, um, it, when I said super ancestor, it's the idea that in, in Haitian Vodou, the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean is the, um, the font of uh, like the spiritual dead. All things are born from it, all things will, will return to it. And so if you consider, like if you ever looked out in the ocean at night and you look out and you see there's a point almost where it looks like the sea and the sky meet, um, that's where the idea of like the afterworld is. And so the, um, the star rising out of the sea uh, of the dead, being that super ancestor, uh, that unnamed, un unknown um, ancestor that has a connection to you that could be a spirit, that could be, you know, whatever. Um, that's usually where those, these sort of problems sort of arise. And this is also where sort of identity situations and, uh, uh, sort of arise as well. Um, so with the, Sorry, with the spiritual sort of um, framework that I've laid out, it's it, like I said, if it's it's like it's really is like um, if one of these situ layers is really corrupted, then everything else is. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I was talking about spirits. Um, the final spirit that I sang from was for Mambozila. Mambozila is not really talked about, and when I said to my mom that I was going to mention her and talk and sing for her here, she's like, oh, you don't need to do that. She's not here. But she's here now. <laughs> and, um, and so Mambozila is a, uh, she's a, a very powerful Lawat. She is a healer, but she's also an extraordinary fighter. Um, she carries two machetes and a whip. Um, and usually the machetes she carries are, are by the blade. Um, and the idea is that in the song she breaks uh, she breaks all things with magic and with all ma and with magic she breaks all kinds of things. Uh, and this does, this is almost directly referring to the idea of the soul because she um, when uh, she comes down with possession she makes she makes medicine um, and this medicine is not necessarily like for a cold or for the flu but medicine for a person's soul. Um, this person, like for example, if you're in a particularly rough area, she might make a, she might decide that she needs to make a medicine so that you can avoid being shot, being stabbed, being robbed, uh, being you know um, inconvenienced by other human beings. 
And so this is where this idea of like spiritual health and inpatient really comes from. Because if you put like for the idea is like let's say you were still you were robbed. Um, you being robbed might really instigate the idea of like uh, physical unwellness uh, and then spiritual unwellness. So you have to correct the thing that was taken from you and then um, you'll, you'll start to see the change, the other change in your life that you, you're hoping for or, or required to change. Um, so with, the, uh, with this idea of all these, uh, all of these forces that you have to balance and all of these spirits that you have to maintain, like how do you do that? And that's really what the, the Mentet is for. That is the idea, it's this constant um, guiding force. It's your constant parent. Um, it's, the, uh, it's the energy that's going to carry you through the, the worst times and the best of times. And, it's, and if you're able to communicate with it, if you're able to know what it is, you're able to know what certain problems are you're going to always have and, the, and how you can address them, and also the certain benefits you're going to have so that you can use those to increase um, the, um, the output of goodness in your life. So, for example, if you have, a, if your metet is a spherical agwe, which is a spirit that um, runs the boat between uh, the world of the living and the sea of stars, what we talked about at that point, the ocean where the sky and the stars meet, um, you might have like extraordinarily uh, great uh, business opportunities uh, be thrown at you forever. You might have, uh, you know, when it comes to travel and, and luxury and things, but when it comes to actual like where you live, it might be that you're like, you're constantly always in transit or motion. So how do you solve that? You have to you have to actually work with that spirit to find some sort of actual actual stability. So if you have an afflicted spirit, that's that's you know someone's done some work against you with that spirit. How do you solve it? You have to you have to go to that spirit and you have to figure out what's been done and then what part of you has been affected and then what medicine has to be applied to, to that particular um, that particular part. Can I ask you something? Yeah. How does one identify their metat? Um, yeah, the Metet is identified through divination. Um, so Jesse spoke about a really in-depth form of African divination that does exist in some parts of the Caribbean, but unfortunately Voodoo in Haiti was not able to maintain that level of, of wisdom. Uh, it didn't make it there. So we have a different we have different forms of divination that are not as um, uh, precise or uh, maybe not precise is not the right word. It's not as in-depth as, as that. Um, so, well, we have we have spirits that are that show up in divination, and there are certain ones that people expect for your head, and there's ones that people do, that, that are totally weird, and then then you have that definitely is uh, is attributed to the star you're born under and the road that you walk on. For example, like a really weird spirit would be if your head was was Mambozila, you would probably like you probably need to become a doctor or like a recluse in the woods. Um, <laughs> and, and so. Um, you, based on what your metet is, is based on your like what you what you can expect sort of in your life. Not that, not that you're chained to that, but that it's a part of the things you have to work with constantly. Um, uh, so another, a really popular spirit that said that has a lot of uh, a lot of children. When a spirit owns someone's head, they're referred to as the, that spirit's child. Um, the so children of uh, of Freda, there's the Freda, which is the spirit of uh, love and luxury, of uh, the the feeling of brand new ideas. Like when you have a great idea, that feeling of excitement is the Freda. Azuli Freda is also the idea of fickleness and uh, the inability to be pleased. So it's also so that's like the so if you're 
uh, a person has this, you have to be constantly aware of your attitude towards people and how you how you engage with them. Uh, being dismissive is a part of her is a part of her nature, and therefore will be a part of yours. Um, so if someone's afflicting your, uh, making, if they know that you have a Zulifreda and they're afflicting it, then you might respond to people in a much more dismissive way than you otherwise would, uh, or you might um, become, uh, not necessarily, well, I guess the word unfaithful would be, would be appropriate, but in a, in a way where you wouldn't see, or you, would, you wouldn't see that, you would create another, uh, another paradigm in which it would be all right for this to occur. Um, so, that's when you really have to know, understand these different layers and know what you're, know what you're looking at and what you're seeing. Uh, it's the importance of having a, of, of community within Vodou because nothing can happen in Vodou without other people. Um, you need to have like the, uh, the people who know the science of what to see, the people who know all of the, all these individual layers and how they're all going to interact with everyone else and, and, and yourself. Um, so, uh, one of the one of the ways that this is a, a, can be adjusted is through initiation. Uh, initiation in Vodou is is a very big sort of event where your tibonage, your um, that part of you that it gives you your individual characteristics, is not necessarily removed, but it's it's displaced from your uh, from your person and and put somewhere else. And in replace that sphere that is your metet. Um, is is put there momentarily. So it's this idea where the thing that rules your head now has the ability to rule over your characteristics and, and the quality of the person you are, um, aligning you with your with your star of destiny and your road that you walk on. So when you when you go through that kind of a ritual, you're um, you are taking out the most riskiest part of, of, the, of the spiritual mainframe, which is your, your characteristics, the quality of person you are, and you're replacing it with something that is a, a staple and is a, um, a center pole in, uh, the, uh, in the idea of how these, this cosmology works. Um, when it comes to other sort of remedies for this, um, or actually, when, I talk, when we talk about spiritual unwellness to the umpteenth degree, to the, uh, the if your characteristics are so uh, uh, detrimental to, to the society, to the people around you, um, an option that maybe nowadays isn't so popular um, is zombification. And when we talk about zombification, I don't necessarily mean like um, people uh, coming back from the dead, but literally being able to be people removing the part of you that's your characteristics, the part of you that is removing your tibonage, removing you, taking you away from your star destiny, taking you off of your road, and placing you in a, in a very, in a, in a literally liminal space, uh, where you're just sort of, where you're only, um, you're only conscious, uh, and, and that's and that's what you do. You're trapped in this in this space. So if someone if this happens to someone that is if this is not uh, what is supposed to happen to them, how do you correct that? Well, you have to know how to rebuild that person up. You have to know, okay, what was their spirit before? Where was their star before? Where was their road before? And if you didn't have that contact with these people before, uh, or didn't have that sort of community or society, there might be no other way to reclaim you. And so you might just be in that in that liminal space forever. Um, and, and what I mean forever, in the sense of Vodou, would be literally forever, because no one can reclaim your soul, because it's gone. Um, the idea of reclaiming souls is a very big thing as well. In, uh, so the sea as that font uh, and of source of souls 
is where you're, um, when, when people die uh, in Bodhi, we believe that their soul goes to the sea, what we call um, Ambandlu. Um, and then a year after their death, we have a ritual called Reclaimant Ambandlu, which means to reclaim from under the water. Um, that's, and usually um, it's done for people that are, are important within the community. Um, otherwise, they're just risen up, um, fed, uh, the spirits that are on their head removed, and they're sent back under the water. Um, uh, other, uh, and other situations that can be uh, put into vessels and then are honored as, um, uh, as, as those super ancestors in a way. Um, so when this idea of reclaiming souls from the sea uh, and the idea of, of the sea of souls, there are souls there that are, are, uh, are totally forgotten. And those souls end up becoming a, a category of spirit that we call Gede. Now, Gede is very popular with people because it's like, you know, we've heard of Baron Santi before, or, you know, um, like uh, any of the, they sort of like the, the Day of the Dead kind of looking uh, characters with cigars and top hats and canes. Um, these guys be, are, are the representations of the, uh, the, of the forgotten dead. And so it's perhaps thought that maybe those people become, become Gede or something. Um, Is that considered an honor? Uh, or is it just a cool thing that might happen? It's a cool thing that might happen. <laughs> it's just a possible reality. It's a possible, it's a possible reality out of all of the, uh, all the other things that could happen down there. Um, so when you consider the idea of the Sea of Souls also, and you consider that there are big names down there that people do remember, what becomes of them? Um, because if the, if the person's been totally aligned with their metat, been to totally aligned with the, with, that, with the spiritual force that guides them, um, that's when we see them as sort of elevated ancestors or being a part of that greater, uh, that greater spiritual force, that greater Loa. So if there was a mambo, a priestess, that was super powerful with La Siren and her um, metat was La Siren, she, would, she may become a part of La Siren or may manifest as a part of La Siren. In that same way, if someone's being initiated uh, and they're in the, um, the, sacred, the sacred room called the Jebel, uh, if they're in there and they see that this person is showing sort of signs, that star of destiny is named, is given the name of the person who, is, uh, who they resemble. So for example, if that Mambo's name was Mambo Yashode and the person's doing similar things as former Mambo Yashode, they might become the new Mambo Yashode. And so their, their star of destiny is named, and we know kind of what, they, what we can expect from them, and we know by their name what they can do. Um, the name in Vodou, which is also really powerful too, I suppose, but not necessarily a part of the soul, which is like literally like what you are called is what you will do. Uh, so like for example, using Yashode, Yashode means uh, touch me and you burn. So what does that mean? It means yeah, if you touch a person, you'll burn. But also mean that they have they have so much power that they are like they're literally like a stove, like an oven or a cauldron. Um, they have the ability to birth all kinds of things from them uh, at, at the risk of, but at the risk of you upsetting that, then you burn. Um, um, so when it comes to like the more. Like I totally realize I'm talking about something totally foreign and alien. That's and then talking about it, like as if you should know these sort of things. Um, so <laughs> forgive me if it's if this is um, like way out there. Um, the other um, another kind of interesting concept too is the idea of um, when a person uh, when their star destiny is in a place that is not good for them or anyone else and it's detected early. There are, you, you 
have an ability to sort of like re redirect that or place them under a different star. Um, that is also done through initiation, but it's there where it's sort of um, it's sort of different in this way. So in some cases, in some traditions, you can be initiated for your health, and that looks like you like if you're sick and you need to, and you need to cure, and the spirit says, oh, do this, and you'll be cured. Then you do that. Um, but if there's like, for example, if you're like four years old and they detect this thing and you're like, oh, you're, this child could die and blah, 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 because of the star of destiny and the road that they're on. You can initiate them and you give them an entirely different road. Like you literally birth them again. Um, so that they have the ability to be born under a different star, to be born on a different road, to be, to have this totally different uh, worldview. Um, but doing that, you also then are really there's because you can't ever get rid of that one. You're literally living in you're living in two in two spaces, um, and that's also a very uh, a very interesting place. A person having two souls. So right there, so you're saying that you could give them a new path, but at the same time, you still have that one lingering in the background. It's still there, like a part of like one foot is on there, and the other foot is on the other one, and the star, both those stars are there. And it's there where that person, that child, has to obviously make the choice to, um, to either connect with that road that they that they've walked down or have been put on rather by their second birth or their first. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a it's the power of free will and freedom that exists within uh, Haitian Voodoo as a as a constant subtlety. Um, the the Haitian idea of like of what the world view kind of is, is that every, every, you must revolt against everything and you must have the, always the ability to choose between one thing or another. Mm -hmm. um, so um, if, you, if you aren't aware, Haiti had the only really successful uh, slave revolution in the New World. Um, and so revolution is clearly going to always be a part of their narrative uh, in the same way that that is also seen in the United States. Um, so, but in a much more violent and dramatic way um, in Haiti. So if you're like uh, if you're in the space of revolution and you have to revolt against it, that can work into it can work against you or it can work for you. Thank you for listening to Rendering Unconscious. You've just heard a talk by Joseph Robichaud. For more, be sure to check out his book on Hayden Press. And check out his YouTube channel. And grab the Fenris Wolf issue number nine, collected papers from the Psychoanalysis, Art, and the Occult Conference from London 2016. Links to everything can be found in the text accompanying this episode. And now, Night of the Hunter, from the album The Pathways of the Heart, for Jess, by Carl and myself. Available at Highbrow Lowlife's Bandcamp page. Just visit highbrowlowlife.bandcamp.com. Enjoy. Night of the Hunter. Their name liveth forevermore.
Attachments, Kerouac, Ginsburg, Burroughs, Cassidy, Hunkin, Geisen, and yellow Saturday night dresses drying out back on a stretch in my blood. Preacher smiled. And I am able to be underworld the other when illusions of thee expected it. Our but civilization is partly a response. You it's the much truer flesh in the shower. Was it predominantly possible? related? fragmented parts of the personality but too similar to the process of free association automatic writing allows the creator a glimpse have never been biological bodies really we have always been prosthetically the post-modern thinkers. The idea has become to disrupt the narrative and as having same because it has none. It's you as I remember. Looking down at her. What's the matter, honey? Won't which external circumstances into her own unconscious processes attempting to bypass inhibition and interference entwined together I'm so happy to see them together as they had been in a long distance, harmonic change, process evolves, through which change the relations of things become. The cut-up is aggregated in conventional life, it is in our speech. Essentials now condensed to a reeking pile of death. Psychoanalysis really began a lump of scorched human flesh, no longer possible to define as this or that individual, only the basic line of a torso with two legs and two the main village meeting area, the mountains detrius at mountain foot stuck with to the main floor slip on our sandals and shudder jack no wonder species as we light 
and time, other animals of the hexen. situation by dampening the feeling of tongue portion. 